in the San Francisco Bay Area, Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this. Stop, stop, stop. Ow! Yeah, I went there, Mike. I went there, motherfucker. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down a spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. That is what we've done for the past couple of weeks in a row. <laughs> How are you, Joey? I'm doing very well. I'm What's a little new? tired, but... Uh, 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 girl, it has been such a fucking dramatic week. What? And, and you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to tell you this. Because people are always like, Joe, you're so dramatic. Uh, you're so drama. And what I try and tell people is, and I know my family disagrees with me because I'm the black sheep of my family, but my family is so much more dramatic than I am. And I am just a percentage. And you can argue about what percentage I am. A percentage of the amount of drama that they produce combined together, right? Particularly my parents, right? So on Thursday, I'm on my way to Malibu to have dinner with Chris and Mercedes, okay? Um, Chris and Mercedes eat er dinner really early. So, like, to get to their house on any given day for dinner is, like, you have to deal with an enormous amount of traffic, okay? So I've already been sitting in traffic for, like, an hour and a half, right? Like, rush hour traffic, it's horrible, hour and a half, sitting in traffic. By the way, I can see on the other side of the freeway... That going the other way, the opposite direction, the traffic's even worse. Right? <laughs> yeah. But it'll be gone by the time you're done. Yeah, 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 yeah. When, yeah. When, by, by the time I'm done, it's always completely empty. So I'm I'm, and I'm almost to Chris and Mercedes' house. I'm on Pacific Coast Highway. I've, I've, I've battled through a major part of it. So um, I'm sitting in traffic on Pacific Coast Highway, and I get a phone call from my sister-in-law. And she's like, um, everything's fine. Uh uh-huh your mom got rear-ended but she's fine Uh um your brother is on his way and i just wanted to know um we're having trouble getting a hold of your dad what's the best cell phone to use i'm like okay "Okay, um try this cell phone and she's like okay great don't worry about it see you have fun i was like okay i'm driving i'm like of course my mom gets rear-ended this is so betty batanz you know yeah Ring. And I'm like, Ugh. I need to change this ringtone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. what's this old timey tongue trilling ringtone I have? Uh-huh. Hi, it's your sister in law. Um, okay, I got a hold of your dad. He's on his way. Mike is still on his way. There's really bad traffic. Um, I spoke to the guy because your mom's really upset. I spoke to the guy that hit her. And, uh, I tried telling him, you know, because your mom said she wants the police to come. Mm-hmm. And I told him I'm going to call the police. And he was saying, um, I really don't think there's a need for the police to come. 
And I really insisted. I thought that was really sketchy that this guy didn't want the police to come because if there's no problem, why wouldn't he want the police there, you know? Yeah. And she goes, so I got into it with him. He was really nice, but I just insisted that I call the police. So I've called the police. They're on their way. And your dad is almost there. And your brother's on his way. And he's bad traffic. And I was like, okay, drama building by the minute, right? Well, there's nothing you could do at this point. I, I thought about that. And pretty much if I just turned around right then... It would take me about three hours to get <laughs> right. to their house, right? Right. Bring. Hi, Joey. It's your sister-in-law. Um, listen, your dad is there. Your brother is still in really bad traffic. Um, but your mom is saying that her chest hurts, and she can't talk. So the police are insisting that they call the paramedics and take her to the hospital. Okay. Right. And I was like, ah. It sounds like it's getting worse. It's getting really bad here. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, so now I start to get a little panicky, right? Yeah. But now I'm pretty much at Chris and Mercedes' house. So I get to Chris and Mercedes' house, and uh, I walk in there, like, hey, John. I'm like, listen, I fix someone fix me a drink. Yeah. Right? I need a drink. And I tell them the story, and they're like, oh, my God. And they're like, sit down. And then everyone's, like, super worried. We're all on pins and needles trying to make the best of it because all, all I'm getting are just updates from my sister-in-law, right? Right. And from what I know, there's been a car accident. I don't, I don't know what, to what degree. Nobody knows. And my mom now is complaining of chest pains, and she can't talk. Yeah. Try and to the, enjoy that meal. Yeah. Paramedics <laughs> on their way. Right? Yeah, so yeah, everyone's yeah. just, like, kind of – yeah, it's kind of brought the dinner down, right? Mm-hmm. Bring. <laughs> Uh-huh. When I pick up the phone, though, I can tell the mood has completely changed, right? And my sister-in-law, who's been with my brother for half my life, uh-huh. is like, uh, your brother got there. She goes, everything's fine. She's like, first of all, the paramedics were like, uh, there's nothing wrong with you. Your mom is fine. She's completely talking. And your brother said there's like no damage to the car. Uh-huh. And I was like, what? And she goes, your mom is just so dramatic. Like, I could just see my mom was just like, oh, I, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And that's why I feel, that's why the guy was probably like, um, you don't really need the police involved. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no damage. Yeah. Visible damage to the car. I will say there is visible damage now that I've seen it in the light. Yeah. Uh, because there's like the bumpers. It needs to be taken in, right? There is something kind of shady if they're like, no, don't call the cops, though. Like, even if there's no damage, like, yeah. it's weird to say, like, I don't want you I, to call the cops. Look, even if I was at fault, I would want the cops there just to protect myself because you don't yeah. know what the person's going to say. Right. So they might say that there's like tons of damage yeah, exactly. later or something. Yeah, exactly. But so, it's also just kind of shady. If you, if anyone ever after an accident says, I don't want the cops to be called, I would, I'd say that's a red flag. But imagine if you rear end somebody, right? Yeah. And there's no visible damage. And this woman says she can't talk and her chest hurts and her husband and her son are on their way. Right. Right. Wait, hold on. My parents calling drama. Speaking of. Hello. Hello. What happened? <laughs> it, go, 133 going into Laguna is not a toll road. <laughs> Wait, well, you tell her that. 
going going into Laguna Beach is not a toll road. Goodbye. Well, no, no, no. Anything after the five, if, if she's coming back, is a toll road. No. Goodbye. So the the message the story about your mom being dramatic got in- interrupted by your mom asking for directions. Yeah, asking for directions. Um okay, so she's fine. Everything's fine. The car is okay. Yes, but then I I heard her talking to the insurance guy. Yeah. And she's telling the story about what happened. She starts crying. Oh god, she's Joe. Like, <laughs> Oh, God. She's so dramatic. How does she live like that? I don't know. That's how they they always live. That's what I've learned from therapy is the therapist has told me your parents just operate at a very, very high level of anxiety all the time. That's their normal. Their normal is basically in their world. It's Fox News 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. By the way, they don't watch Fox News probably because it's too calming for them. (laughs) Yeah. This puts me to sleep, this Fox News. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, um, Joey, I have a kind of dramatic story. So I have this friend, Chris. He's actually a friend slash coworker of my roommate, Alex. And um, he he comes out every once in a while with us, and he hangs out at the house every now and again. And we have found through conversation that we have a very similar taste in men. Uh, we find, like, the same people attractive a lot of times. And wink, he, wink. And no, wink, wink is actually the name of the Asian guy that you guys both like and you're fighting over him. He had a really rough breakup about the same time that I broke up with uh, Rod Kyle Uh at at the beginning of the year. And I never met this ex, but like I heard the story. I knew that it was and I heard one side of the story, to be fair. And I knew that it sounded like a really dark and difficult breakup. Wait, hold on for a second. Have you did you ever meet the guy? The ex, no. Okay. Uh-uh. Wouldn't it be the greatest thing if it was Rod Kyle and he was dating both of you guys at the same time? No. That wouldn't be great. So, anyway, Joey, cut to uh, last week. Uh, on social media, I follow, like, all of the San Francisco news outlets, primarily so that when they post, like, quirky stories, I can save them for the show. So, things like, you know, a hospital named after Harvey Milk changes its hours and everything uh, set or something, right? So, anyway, all of the news outlets last week posted this picture of a guy. It's this handsome Asian man and his name is Dan Ha. And he went missing on Halloween and he hasn't been seen since. And San Francisco Weekly wrote this weird article about it all in the past tense, which is really weird. So, like, he was an iOS developer for a startup here in San Francisco called Metro Mile. They said that he was a Stanford graduate, which is a really weird thing to do when somebody's just missing. Do you know what I mean? That's what you do after, like, somebody dies. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, I saw this article, and because he was attractive, young, and local, I clicked on it. Whatever. But then I started seeing a bunch of people in the circle of friends that I have through my roommate Alex posting the link. Mm Mm-hmm. So it turns out, Joey, that this Daniel Haw guy is Chris's ex-boyfriend, which is awful. And I can only imagine the shitty feelings that he's feeling. Like, if you're trying to not care about somebody and then he goes missing, do 
you know what I mean? Like, Joey, you're clearly clicking around and not listening to me. I can hear you clicking. <laughs> he hates you so much. Go should on. I just should I just do my my story alone? Oh, you can't hear what I'm doing? No. Oh, that's why I was clicking. Did you stop recording? Okay, hold on. Okay, go to the countdown. One, two, three, four. I um was playing the theme song to Serial, but I was hoping it would, go, it would bleed through my headphones oh, it so you could see. Um, but when I was went to go stop it, I actually hit accidentally hit the stop of my audacity. Oh. Okay, so um. Okay, but that is – don't you think it's very suspicious? His ex-boyfriend now is missing, huh? Yeah, I don't think that it's related at all. Like the Chris guy's like totally moved on. Or is on. it? <laughs> He's totally moved on, but I think – and he was like – yeah, I don't think that it's related. I never even thought about that until right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. He didn't happen to meet him at a Best Buy, did he? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. And then go to Leakin Park. Mm-mm. So, Joey, last night I get home from San Diego. Cut to I'm, like, seeing how long it takes to drive from his job to the Best Buy. Have you seen all those videos? Speaking of, by the way, if you don't know what we're talking about, there's a podcast called Serial, which I like how we're introducing that podcast. It has almost a million downloads a week. Yeah. But we're like, <laughs> check out there- Check out our friends at Serial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, there's this podcast you guys should really check out. We're going to try and help them out here. Uh, it's called Serial. Uh-huh. But it covers a murder case, so Mike and I are joking about the details of a murder. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway. Joey, about this guy that's not even – like we don't even know that he's been murdered. Um, no, yeah. So last night I get home from San Diego, and there's a group of people in the backyard drinking. And at one point, Chris and I are alone in the kitchen. Oh, Chris was one of those people drinking. And so I'm like – Hey, I heard about Dan. I hope he turns up. I don't know. I was like totally awkward about it. And he was like, yeah, you know, like kind of mumbled, shrugged it off a little bit. And then he changed the subject. And he said that a group of people uh, that were in the backyard, that group of people spent the day in the Berkeley Marina having a picnic. And I'm like, oh, that sounds nice. And then he's like, yeah, uh, Pandora. So the dog that lives in my house, her name is Pandora. Uh, mm-hmm. We brought Pandora with us. She's off leash. We were having our picnic, and now she's lost. We can't find her. We spent <gasps> oh the entire day. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, you guys are eating this delicious meal, and then, like, your roommate's <laughs> mother looks over at you guys. So they think somebody stole her. They don't. Uh-huh. They looked everywhere. They put ads uh-huh. on Craigslist, whatever. They can't find her. And then that San Francisco Weekly wrote an article about the dog in the past tense. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. But, like, Joe. Yeah. Meanwhile, roommate's mom, this – this meal is really good. I've never – what is this? Joking oh, it's a, just chicken. Joking aside, if you live in San Francisco, find danhaw.com. 
his last name is H-A, finddanha.com. There's details about him, pictures, last scene, and some of the leads. Um, it's kind of a serious thing, so... It go. is a very serious thing. And actually, you know, I think I've told this story on the show before, but if I were – what's this guy's name again, the the friend of yours? Chris. If I were Chris, I would be so scared oh, because yeah. – Like I, remember, I would make sure I had an alibi. I would yes, start remember I writing told things you when down. I was with Carlos in West Hollywood. Yeah, and he went and home with like – or he went to a some, hotel with some guy. With some random guy we bumped into on the street. Yeah. And then afterwards I was like, if this guy gets murdered – I'm the last person that was seen with him. Right. I'm always weird about that. I think I go to the extreme. Like I visit a friend and I'm like thinking about what DNA I've left in the place. Do you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. That's weird. But I do that. And I blame like law and order because they like they show all the time these innocent people getting in trouble, so to speak, because they're, you know, they've left things out there, but they've done nothing wrong. Yeah. It scares me. No, totally scares me. Oh my god! Well, I hope Dan Ha turns up completely fine. Yeah, there's a weird, and, uh, there's a really weird lead on the website about a man in a Caltrain station holding a sign that said "Free Hugs," and they think it might have been him. It's it's actually a very weird story. That Dan Ha is the one giving away hugs. Potentially, yeah. That's the the latest lead on finddanha.com. But um, we'll see. Hopefully, he turns up and he's safe and just on some sort of trip. Yeah. Like drug maybe, trip, I meant. But. Yeah, maybe you're thinking that Molly. Yeah, that Molly. That drug Molly. That Molly. This Molly. Why don't you name my niece? It feels weird saying that. <laughs> um, um, what else is happening in LA? What else is going on with you? Well, you know, uh, friend of the show and founder of Pride 48, Daniel Brewer, has been in Southern California. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, he's attending BlizzCon. Which is the convention for uh, Blizzard Entertainment, which makes World of Warcraft. Yeah. And he's really into this World of Warcraft. So, um, so I, you know, we made arrangements where we would hang out what, during his downtime. And so the first night, it was Friday night, uh, we made, you know, plans. He's like, oh, my some friends and I are going to go grab dinner after the convention. And then maybe we can hang out afterwards. Just sort of, it was going to be like a chill night. Yeah. Right? Do they like and, dress up? I'm like, going to get to that in a second. Oh, God. I'm going to get to that. Oh, God. But it's at the Anaheim Convention Center, Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the Anaheim Convention Center. Totally. First of all, he's like, okay, well, we're just going to grab dinner at P.F. Chang's. <laughs> and then uh, uh-huh. afterwards, we can grab dinner. You know, we can hang out. Okay. I want to say this first. And I've made this ex- clear to Daniel Brewer. And I will say Daniel Brewer's defense. He even said in his text message, it's not my choice to go here. Okay, I'm good, just good, going good. with the group. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I was like, one... Within walking distance, there's, like, gr- decent Mexican food. That's cheap, mm-hmm. right? And I was telling him when I saw him, I go, Mike Lawson lived, like, two or three miles up Harbor Boulevard. Yeah. I go, where you'll find probably the best Vietnamese oh, food yeah, yeah. in this country. Yeah. Right? Like, amazing Vietnamese food you can't get anywhere else outside of Vietnam like that. Right? Yeah. Two, Like, two miles up. Like, not even far. And he was like, I know. But anyway... So I drive over to this Anaheim Convention Center. Mike, it is so crowded. Uh-huh. Every parking place wanted like $20 to park there. And I was like, I'm going to see this guy for like one or two hours. Right. I'm going to pay $20. So I was driving around for like a lunatic trying to find a place to park. But here's the deal. You get no relief 
at this Anaheim Convention Center for that. Like, it's all, it's very businessy in Disneyland. Yeah. Finally, finally, uh, I just parked at this Anaheim Garden Walk. Did you ever go there? Uh, no. Yeah, I think it, it got built after you left. But it's just sort of like a little, it's almost like the Grove, like the Universal City Walk, but for Anaheim. Okay. And, dude, it's just those fucking shitty chain restaurants, like P.F. Chang's. Like, Daniel Brewer was like, I'll meet you at the Bubba Gump. <laughs> right? And I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I parked there, but at least the parking was reasonable, you know? So I parked there, and then he and I just walked back. We actually have a good time. We go to the hotel, right? Okay, so they're having this BlizzCon, which once again is a convention for World of Warcraft and other related Blizzard entertainment uh enterprises or whatever you call games right yeah but also in the hotel next to the anaheim convention center there is like a a special dinner for marines okay so the place is packed with men (laughs) in like full marine dress uniforms yeah and then a guy in like a dragon costume (laughs) and they're like drinking together or talking right and i one of the people I was – one of Daniel's friends was telling me he walked in the bathroom. Um, somebody went up to one of the Marines and was like, oh, nice costume. And he was like, it's not a costume. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Yeah, but and the, you could tell the Marines were like, I, I don't know what this fuck – what is this? There is some chick dressed like Princess Leia from Star Wars. Like they just are dressed like in that World of Warcraft, goblins and – hobbits and shit like that and it was just so fucking weird but i will say this there were a lot of hot nerds there really yeah i wouldn't imagine that i would have imagined that the crowd was kind of unattractive uh well it was 50 50 i would say it's 50 50 50 completely unattractive gross look like me and i fit right in and then the other half were like really cute like um, Jesse Eisenberg would play them in a movie, kind of cute nerd. Okay. Do you think that it has like a, uh, uh, the effect of like when you're thirsty, you'll drink dirty water because you're just surrounded by the no, one no, no, side no, no, that no, no, the no, other no. side they, looks They were super legitimately attractive. cute. They were legitimately cute. Mm. Yeah, they, you would have thought they were cute in real life. Those okay, those guys were like uh, few and far between. But like I said, there wasn't dirty water. It was a 50-50 ratio. Yeah, but if you're surrounded by the 150, the other 50 looks super hot. Here's the shocking part. The Marines were surprisingly not that good looking. I saw one good looking Marine. That was really? it. Really? I would have imagined that they're usually... Yeah. Like that yeah. uniform does something, it right? It does do something and, and maybe it added points, but for the most part, they were kind of gross. I think our nation's hot men are now just doing other things. <laughs> <laughs> they're not they're not doing that. Anyway, that was the first night, right? Uh-huh. Oh, by the way, I meet Daniel's friends. They're perfectly nice. They were hidden away in like an uh, in like an isolated part of the hotel and we just sat there and chatted. That's fun. Yeah. I oh, by the way, I had no idea what they were talking about. Right. They were like they were like talking in another language. And they're like, "Oh my god, can you believe that so and so said that we wouldn't be ge- Oh, and Daniel introduced me to them by their like World of Warcraft names. Uh-huh. So I don't to me they're all like, well, except for his friends, there were two sets of friends. One set of friends I knew their real names. Okay. And then another set of friends like, "Oh, this is Thromulus." <laughs> And, and did uh, you just call them Thromulus throughout the conversation? Well, you have to, or Throm, or whatever. You know, you just give short. By the by, the way, we shouldn't laugh because when I tell my brother about Pride Forty, yeah, I'm I like, know oh, it's yeah. the same thing. It's the same yeah, thing. Big, 
Big Fatty was uh, talking to um, Urban Guy Tio, <laughs> and then Larry Queen came over. <laughs> okay, so and that's cool. Th- that's their screen names, yeah. But for the most part, they were, everybody was really nice. It was a really nice time. Uh, I think because I didn't understand what they were talking about, Daniel was really worried about whether I was having a good time. But I was having a perfectly fine, awesome time. Good. What is go? What was it? What else is going on with you this week? Well, Joey, listen to this. I was in San Diego for a one-day meeting slash conference thing yesterday. Um, I mentioned it uh, in my last story, but <gasps> oh my god, I'm sorry. I hate to do this. I don't know what's. I'm retarded. I have notes in front of me. Yeah. F- finish your story, and then I'll go. No, I just wouldn't... do it, and then uh, inter- just cut all of that out, and then okay. that's easier for you. That's not even the point of this. <laughs> so then I hang out with. Okay, so that was the first night. I'm looking at my notes. I'm like, there's this whole second part. So that was the first night. I like, wait, yeah. real quick. So yeah. on the last episode, I was like, uh, you, <laughs> Daniel was the same as me. We don't even know that your story is not over because it felt so long. You just did it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hung out with Daniel another night. We hung out last night. Okay, go. Okay. So, uh, Daniel, the convention ended actually on Saturday. And so Daniel was like, hey, it's going to end kind of early. Let's hang out. And so um, I go, okay. And so I pick him up. All right. And the first thing I go, you know, I have to run a really quick errand because a friend of the show, an all-around crazy person, Cameron, wanted to borrow an old microphone that I had. Okay. So we stop by Cameron's house. Cameron comes out. He's like, oh, hey. And he has this dog with him. He goes, this is my dog, so-and-so, whatever the name of the dog is, right? Yeah. And I could tell, like, Cameron's being, like, super normal, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you see, I'm going to come off like an idiot because Daniel's going to see Cameron and be like, Cameron seems completely normal and fine, right? Then his dog just sort of, like, runs away. And Cameron's like, no, it's fine. He just does that. He He doesn't go that far. And then we're just like watching as the dog just becomes like a tiny little dot on the horizon. <laughs> uh-huh. And Cameron's like, oh, my God, he's never gone that far. And then Danny Cameron's like just runs away. Uh-huh. And I'm like, you know, Cameron, we'll just see you later. And we just drove away. I mean, what we did drive by Cameron. He had gotten his dog. So okay, everything's okay. fine. Yeah, everything's fine. He got his dog. We drove by him. And I was like, all right, well, yeah. we'll see you Monday. Bye. But it was just funny. He's like. They go, he's fine. And they were just watching as a dog becomes like farther and farther away. I was going to say like cut to one guy that has Cameron's dog and the dog from my house. He's like (laughs) – He's just collecting dogs. This all blind guy Jay. This weird – this weird like catching up fan that like (laughs) stalks us and like steals our puppies. (laughs) So one of the things Daniel complained about was that he doesn't get spicy food. You know, he does – you know, he wanted to eat something really interesting while he was out here. So – Actually, surprisingly, OC Mexican food is only okay at its best. Okay. It's good. It can be good. Don't get me wrong. It's good. But it's not like the like earth-shattering good that you get in LA. Yeah. So uh, we were going to go to the Tin Lizzy. But before the Tin Lizzy, I decided to take him to El Toro Bravo, which is like this hole in the wall. And you would know this, Mike, with your experience both in the Bay Area and Southern California. Like this hole in the wall tucked away in the back of a strip mall. Like, ghetto Mexican place. Yeah. And you would know, as anybody from California would know, that those places make the best Mexican sure. food. yeah. Right? So I drive up to this place, and Daniel starts freaking out. Why? Because there's no tables and chairs. It's not a sit-down restaurant. Okay. 
But what's the big like, deal? You get your taco and then you eat it. Uh, and there's tables. You just have to stand at the table. I don't know. He's like, oh, what is this joke? Uh, you're taking me to a restaurant where there's no tables and and, and chairs? And I was like, well, yeah. You're just gonna, we're, we're just eating a taco. Yeah. Five minutes. And he's like, he's like I, 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 I need like a, 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 I need chairs. I need a sit-down place. I need waiters and waiters. Like, like mild panic attack actually okay and i was like he's, i need to go to the bathroom i'm like okay well, we can get you to the bathroom so there's a mcdonald's like a hop skip and a jump away uh-huh. we go to the mcdonald's he goes to the bathroom i don't know if he was like in the bathroom going, like get it together daniel get it together <laughs> you're embarrassing yourself uh-huh. because then he comes out and he's like okay let's go to there <laughs> maybe he did like a line of coke <laughs> maybe he just you know have you ever done this where you have to pee so badly that you everything becomes heightened yeah Totally. So maybe maybe that's what happened. Maybe that's what happened with your mom in the rear <laughs> ending. <laughs> maybe she just really had a pee, right? Uh huh. So then we go to El Toro Bravo. It's fine. He likes it. That's what I posted a picture on Facebook of us eating at El Toro Bravo. Uh-huh. He was fine. He kept telling me that he wanted it to be spicier. Whatever. Okay. We go to the Tin Lizzie again. Decent time. Even though when we get there, there's some sort of drama where the bartender has to kick out these two guys out of the bar. I have no idea. Awesome. Why. But he's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" I love that. Yeah, and we're like, "What the fuck just happened?" Right. Meanwhile, I will say this. Later on, the bar. I didn't know why the bartender was telling a, a, a regular customer later what happened, and Daniel is talking to me. I go, I go, shh. <laughs> Because I was trying to listen. Don't you hear what's happening? <laughs> yeah. And then the guy goes, cause, but the bartender's like not telling the story well. So he's like, and then he sat down uh, and he gave me this. And th- it's all boring. And then right. he goes, and then finally he, and then right when he gets to the punch, Daniel goes, what are we waiting for? What's, what's, what are you, what, why? And I, I didn't hear what happened. <laughs> oh, no. I missed it. I missed it. I missed what happened. Yeah. So anyway, so we chill. It's, we're just having a good time, hanging out, just shooting the shit, shooting the breeze with my friend Daniel Brewer. And guess who shows up? Who? Danny H. Acquaintance of the show, Danny H. Oh, yeah, Shows yeah, yeah. up. Cool. R- right? Okay. But here's the best part. This so story Dan- seriously is not over, Joe. <laughs> seriously. So Danny's friend. I told, you had a, I told you had a lot of stories. This is like da- a conversation with Danny H. <laughs> it's so fucking long and boring. <laughs> so then... Danny's friend, um, I'm gonna call him Trin, shows up, right? Wait, is his name Trin? No. What a Min. fucking weird name. I'm gonna but call him name- Trin. But his name's <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Trin. His name's Quan I'm gonna call him Quan Hook. Okay. <laughs> so Quan Hook um comes and Danny's like, Oh, this is my friend Quan Hook. He's straight, but he just comes here all the time. Uh-huh. Mike, this Quan Hook. Let me tell you. It's so gay. He, first of all, he says, yeah, Danny's my best friend. I just come here to support Danny. Mike, he's wearing a tight sweater, like, shirt with, like, a V-neck, 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 a V-neck cut, like, cut down, like, the middle of his chest. Okay. Like, showing off his chest and abs. And I'm like, mm, and he's like, his hair is quaffed. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, None this of girl. those things make him gay, though. Um, but going all the time with his friend uh, to a gay bar. Yeah, is it like local? Does he live near there? No, they both they both live like in Anaheim. Mm. I, I don't know. Go on. 
Well, Daniel and I both agree that this that this girl needs to figure her shit out. Yeah. I, t- I told Danny H. when when Quan Hook went to the bathroom, I'm all, girl, what is going on? Did Dan Danny H. think that? You know, Danny be? H. never, he's always diplomatic. He was just like, mm-hmm. he says he's not, so. Yeah. Huh. Cool. So you guys had a good time. Tin Lizzie is, like, fucking cheap, too, isn't it? I think I like $2 beer. Something yeah, like oh, that. You know what? Thank you for reminding me. Daniel paid for all my drinks. Oh. Uh, and so thank you very much, Daniel. That was very kind of you. I'm not a big drinker, so I only had like two or three drinks. Right. But um, but thank you. That was even buying me one drink is nice. Nice enough. Yeah. yeah. So what's going Joey, on with you, Michael? Listen to this. Listen to this. I was in San Diego, like I mentioned in my last story, for a one day meeting slash conference thing. Uh, yesterday I woke up at 4 a.m. and went to the airport, flew down for the day, and I got home last night at 8 p.m. So it's just like an exhausting, gross, long yeah, just be in the airport twice day. in one day. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, the flight is short. San Francisco to San Diego, it's like an hour and a half or less. So it wasn't that bad, but still it's just gross. But when I was there, we had this booth that I spent a lot of time in at uh, talking to people about the Big Blue Test. By the way, have I told you about the Big Blue Test, Joey? No, tell me about it. <laughs> um, if you get active for 14 minutes, log it at bigbluetest.org and money goes to charity. It's awesome. Bigbluetest.org. So my booth is set up right across the way from this really big nonprofit organization's booth. Uh, we're going to keep it nameless, but it's a big uh, nonprofit. It's not diabetes related, but they're right across from me. So, Does it rhyme with Jews and G. Joman Foundation? Uh, Jews? No. So they have this. Uh, they have two women working there. Uh huh. A, a tall. Is their color pink? No. A tall woman and a short woman. Okay. So I'm doing my thing, meeting people, giving out info. The crowd is really, really awkward because it's kind of an older crowd. So I'm like talking to people about Big Blue Test. I'm like BigBlueTest.org, and they're like, I don't do computers. I was like, ugh. Ugh. It was awful. But the crowd kind of ebbs and flows based on the sessions that are happening. So, like, at, you know, people will crowd in. I do a lot of talking. Then it's, like, emptied out. Uh, and during one of the slow mo- moments, I look over and I notice that the short woman in the booth across from me is crying. And she's alone. What? But, Joey, she's not just, like, tearing up and there's, like, tears coming down her face. She has, like, a pouty face. Maybe and- she realized you had a diabetes convention. <laughs> Her shoulders are moving. She's like sobbing, okay? So people come up. I start talking to them, but I'm watching this woman out of the corner of my eye just because I thought it was very weird. And uh, at one point, there's these two kind of older women that are talking to me, and I see that the lady, the short lady in the booth across, is biting her hand, like (gasps) by her thumb, like biting it. And so I'm like talking to these ladies, but I'm also like stuttering because I'm like, just so confused at what I'm watching out of the corner of my eye. And one of the women that I'm talking to realizes that I'm looking at something. So she starts looking too. And it was just, the I don't know, just the most bizarre Did thing. Did you ever find out why they were crying or upset? Well, we just stopped talking because we're all watching. And then uh, because we're both watching, the woman kind of notices that we're looking at her. And she stops and she kind of walks away. So their booth is now empty across from me, okay? So one of the women, she's like, I'm going to go talk to her. So she yeah. she leaves, but she's on one of these, like, scooter – not scooter. Um, She has, like, a walker that has wheels. Do you know <laughs> – Let me go check out what's going on. 
Yeah. <laughs> so she goes, and then the other woman is like, I'm going to go talk to the security guard. So she goes to tell the security guard. So then I'm all alone, and then the tall woman comes back. Not the short crime woman, but the other woman that works there. And she walks up, and she's kind of, like, confused. Like, why is my booth empty? Whatever, right? So I kind of wave her over, and I tell her what we saw. Mm-hmm. And, Joey, this is so strange. The tall woman, she, like, rolls her eyes and shakes her head. Like, she's not concerned oh. at all. She's like, okay, thanks. Like, it was like a thing. I don't know. This was, like, lunchtime when this happened. And so eventually the short crying lady comes back and like her eyes, you could tell she's been crying, but she's not crying anymore. She's just like mad. Mm-hmm. And so she sits down in a chair in the back of the booth with their arms crossed and sits there the rest of the day, like another like six hours. She sits there. That the end of the story. That's my entire day was just. This sounds like you just watched a live taping of cocktails and cream puffs. I just couldn't understand like why the woman was so upset. I don't know. They were like adult women. It wasn't like this was a child either. It was so weird to me. Huh. I wish you would have figured out. I, I, Busybody Joe would have figured out why they were. Crying. How could I have figured it out, though? Asked her? I would have walked over. Why are you crying? Ew. Hey, lady. Why are you crying? <laughs> What's going on? Uh, Joey, do you have any news stories to tell me about? Um, I sure do. An Orange County teen poll worker got booted for sending racist tweets on election day. Okay. Uh, they didn't release her name because she's under 18, but in the city of Westminster, which is right by where Daniel is, uh, in a place called Kensington Gardens. You know this? No, I don't know Kensington Yeah, Gardens. a polling station in Kensington Gardens in Westminster. There was a teenager working there, uh-huh. right? And the registrar, the voting registrar for Orange County, has called her actions completely inappropriate. She was sending tweets like... Um, Please shut the fuck up before I throw the table. And she had attached a photo of the voters. Okay. Then there was another What's one. What's racist about that one, though? Nothing, right? The Vietnamese news station is here. I'm going to shoot myself. Okay. And then the last one was, every voter that came is Vietnamese with the last name Win or Lee, and they don't speak English. And then she followed that by four gun emoticons. Ugh. <laughs> so, um, first of all, who is this person? Like, why are you volunteering? Like, Here's the thing. And you, she you know, might be getting, like, uh, extra credit for, like, civics class or something. <laughs> well, if it's if she's probably from, like, a white part of Orange County, she probably got the extra credit for <laughs> sending those tweets. Yeah. But uh, but here's my thing is, you know, you're a master of social media. Yeah. Why don't these – I mean, I guess it's part of the, sort of the teen experience that they don't realize that the shit goes out there. And yeah. that people read these things and that there are consequences. Well, the problem I, is she thinks she's sending it to her friends, but it's, like, open. Other people can see it, especially if she's tagging, like, a location or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But in a weird way, like, I'm so – can't you see yourself being a stupid 17-year-old doing something? That's like, what say, I was going to say. Saying this That's to your friends or something? We just didn't have access to a social media network that could also see it. That's why I've said, like, that's one of the things – I wish – I'm so glad I'm not, like, a teenager right now. It must be so hard. Yeah, because I would have been in so much fucking trouble. I mean, I'm in trouble now. Yeah. So, like, 18-year-old Joe Batanz? Oh, my God. Yeah. I would have just – I was so funny writing my stupid shit. Yeah. You know? Have you ever written anything or done something like that that you regret? On social media? Uh, well, if even if it's not social media, but like, yes. Yeah, well, there media. was, I think I told the story on the show where I posted a picture on Instagram after a really crazy night 
And the next morning when I opened Instagram, my nephew, he wrote, LOL, nice bong. Because there was like a bong oh, on the table in the yeah. background. You didn't I was tell like, the story oh, of the fuck. show. So that happened. That's the, like the only Instagram picture I've deleted. Um, no, nothing too crazy that I really regret. But uh, do you think that it's right that they're not publishing the girl's name? Because she's, well, yeah, she's under, she's under 18. But yeah. do you think that that's, that's right? Like, yeah. We, I think minors, because they do stupid shit, should be sort of protected. Well, but certain things are not protected. Well, if she murdered somebody with forethought, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't protect her. But... You know, making a mistake like this, I think, yeah, you get a sort of, you, you sort of get a, I think it's a, a societal sort of agreement to uh, uh, just sort of give her a pass on this. Sure. But also, like, if you're so annoyed by Vietnamese people, maybe not volunteer to work at the polls in Westminster. <laughs> I know. That's what, I, that's what I think is so funny. It's like. Like, it. Westminster has the highest concentration of Vietnamese people outside of Vietnam. Yeah. That would be like if I was like, I really hate gay people. I'm going to go work a poll in the Castro. Yeah. Oh, by the way. <laughs> I hate gay people, and I'm going to serve drinks at a bar in the Castro. Yeah. <laughs> working a poll in the Castro could be taken many ways. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so so could the poll. Speaking anyway, of working a poll in the Castro. No, great just, transition. Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but, Joey, you heard that the San Francisco Giants won the World Series? Yes. So, uh, And the World Series is for what sport? I was kidding, <laughs> kidding, kidding. So, Joey, um, this was kind of just like a weird perfect storm. But on October 31st, which happens to be Halloween, uh, it was raining uh-huh. here in San Francisco in the morning and it was also uh they have this thing called critical mass have you heard of this maybe we've talked about it actually yeah, i do know what, what is critical mass tell me it's where memory. I've heard this bicyclists before. all ride their bikes on the same day so there's so many bikes on the street that they have um power because there's so many of them and they're aggressive and ugly um so it's critical mass so there's all mm-hmm. these bikes on the road the it's halloween it's raining, and they decide that that's the day, the day they're going to hold the San Francisco Giants World Series victory parade. So they close uh, down streets for it, okay? So it's just, it's just like crazy, crazy afternoon in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, but San Francisco Unified School District got kind of upset. So the school board members were all sending out tweets and messages on Facebook messages saying, just so you guys know, school is still in session October 31st. Um, one message on social media said, if you're a teacher, we need you in the classroom. If you're a student, you need to be at school. Um, everybody wants to go to the parade, but education is more important, right? Mm -hmm. So on this day, the normal absentee rate is about 1,600 students a day absent from school. Normal absentee rate, 1,600 students a day. What's your guess for October 31st? Let me ask you this question first before you uh, before I answer. Do you happen to know how many kids are in the total school district? I have no idea. Okay. I'm going to say and this is I'm being conservative here. 5,000. No, 3,500. Not that oh. many. But about double, well less yeah. little less than double of a normal day. But I think it's just a perfect storm because I would I would like to see what's the normal absentee rate on Halloween. Do you know what I mean? Just cut out the Giants parade. What's the Halloween absentee rate? I bet you it's higher than the average, wouldn't you say? Yes. Because that's just a great day. And it was a Friday. What a Mm -hmm. great day to skip school. It is. Um, So 
the the state school funding works out to almost $40 a day when a student goes to school. So San Francisco Unified School District lost about 140 wait, $40 a day. That doesn't make sense. Since state school funding works out to almost $40 per student, the San Francisco Unified School District lost about $140,000 that day. I have a weird opinion on this. Do you have an opinion first? No, go for or it. I actually think that it's okay for the kids to miss school on that day, on that part, on that particular day that you just mentioned, because you know the kids are going to be in school all the time. All right. Yeah. And something like this doesn't happen. They'll remember for the rest of their lives going with their parents to go see the Giants. If this is if it's important enough for the parents to allow them to miss school. Yeah. You know, that they're going to remember for the rest of their lives that their dad sure. or mom took them to see the Giants in the parade. This is very special to them, and they'll remember that. I Are they going to really remember that Vasco da Gama, you know, did something? Well, that's, or... that's the thing. Like, Vasco da, da Gama, I don't even know who that is, but that's that lesson that they're skipping can be made up, right? But this yeah. cultural event, major cultural event, maybe can't ever, might not ever happen in this kid's lifetime again. Yeah, and, and even if it does, they might not remember. be this age, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, it's a cultural event. It also encourages civic pride, which is yeah. a lesson. Yeah. So I think that um, that's something you – I mean, look. Yeah, they're going to lose some money, but I think they should – I mean, there's no way they can account for that happen, And it shouldn't happen all the time, but I don't know. If there's a, You're right. If there's a civic or cultural event happening, I feel like, you know, that's important. Yeah. Um, so – that's all. It was just crazy traffic and discussing in the city, though. I would prefer to be in a school classroom than having to deal with that crowd and a wet crowd. And there's also all the bicycles. I would prefer to be in a classroom, but I understand it. Yeah. What else? Oh, is, you prefer? Yeah. What else is up with you? Well, not with me, but uh, LA, LA, LA pickup artist Julian Blank was kicked out of Australia for just being a terrible person. Uh, he's one of those uh, dating coaches. He owns a company out of L.A. called Real Social Dynamics. I believe they're actually featured in the book The Game. Um, he had his visa canceled because, according to the Australian government, he was uh, teaching aggressive methods to manipulate women into having sex with them. Uh, he actually posts videos. He, he created a hashtag called Choking Girls Around the World. Uh... And he's posted videos of himself pushing women's head towards his crotch and choking them. What? Yeah. He's sort of a scumbag. So there was a big reaction to him in Australia. You can see video on like Vine and whatnot. But um, there's a woman, an activist named Jennifer Lee, uh, and she launched the hashtag Take Down Julian Blank campaign. She also started a petition on change.org uh, protesting his practices. So far, she has 32,000 signatures. But if again, if you look it online, you can find – so every venue in Australia canceled his scheduled appearances. So he landed up getting a boat that just sat in the harbor while he gave the lesson. And you can see these videos and Twitter feeds of people like protesting outside the boats and like jeering the men as they exited the boat um, from I their I feel like conference. in a weird way like the – this kind of attention and he loves it yeah also it gives like these douchebags that believe in what he says it gives them fuel to go and do all of it like if do you know what i mean like uh i don't know i just feel like douchebags like being called douchebags 
I don't know if they like being called douchebags, but it. But I think a lot of these things is like it, I think a lot of these, especially the kind of aggressive pickup artist methods that he's using, um, I think sort of uh, puts up like a us against them male versus female mentality. Like this pickup artist thing is sort of like a, a war, a battle of the sexes, and so this just proves his point. He's disgusting. You know? It is gross, but I don't know if you know anything about LA about pickup artists, the world of pickup artists. Uh, have you have you ever used any of those techniques? Um, no, I didn't know. I don't know how you get your bevy of young men that you're always uh, hanging out with. Charm. I use charm, and I'm nice to people. <laughs> I don't, uh, this is he's disgusting. He is. I don't know. Would you say what he does is like close to rape? I don't know specifically what he does with these videos, you know. Um, the but, the one that I'm seeing here is disgusting. I haven't seen the video. Uh-oh. What is it? What is so? What, describe to me what you've seen. Well, hold on, let me play right here. It's him like talking. Is he cute? I saw the picture and he was kind of handsome. I'm not gonna say that he's handsome. You know what? He's not that handsome. He kind of has like disgusting. Uh, no, I don't think he's that handsome. I'm gonna actually look him up now. Ugh. Yeah, and the, these douchebags that are coming off the boat are like so happy that people are oh, yelling at them. Oh, they're so stoked to get all his attention. They love and, it. Yeah, they love it. So, so supposedly he's going to Japan, then Canada, and then a bunch of European countries after this. No, so I, you know, I read that book, The Game, um, which is actually a sort of interesting book, but um, it's just so gross. Yeah. How about he coaches people on how to be nice and how to be. Like well, that's actually, good. you know, friend of the show and all-around crazy person, Cameron, uh, also read the game and sort of, re- you know, every, I think, y- young man reads about, reads the game and reads about these basic techniques because they want, when they're in that age, they want to learn about this stuff. Yeah. And he was telling me that right now with um, the world of pickup artists, the new thing is sort of a revolt against Julian Blank is actually just to be normal and act like a normal human being. Yeah. That have those are the new strategies. Have good self esteem and like comb your hair. It's like it's it's just a traditional way of being like good. I don't know. I don't like this. Oh guy. no, Julian Blank is not cute at all. No. I I think there's a couple of times where like good lighting and a good outfit makes him look handsome but yeah no 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 he's cute and looks like a total douchebag yeah he looks like a douchebag if you were to draw a picture of a douchebag it would be julian blank yeah oh my god so gross how are any women even sleeping with him just in general yeah i don't know but But here's the thing he talks about all these like successes how many times does he fail well, Do you know what I mean? Probably, like there's probably a high fail rate, but also I'll bet you he doesn't even get a lot. I'll bet no, you he doesn't. I bet he does. I'll bet you does. Because you know what it is? It's about it's like basically being a predator and picking on women who have low self esteem or um, you know women who are just into that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he's not going for a, like a woman who has high self esteem or feels good about herself or is actually a worthy catch is not going to fall for this shit. Yeah. You know. It's, he's going after because it's not about because it's not because he's not trying to build a relationship. It's not about the quality of the woman per se. It's about just adding to your numbers. They he's, turn it into a game. He's scummy. He's scummy. He is gross. What else is going on in the Bay well, Area? Well, Joey, listen to this. A man who was riding between two segments of a fuel tanker as it drove through the Tenderloin here in San Francisco Tuesday night. Um, he was like 
hitching a ride basically between the two like tanks on this tanker. That sounds uh, safe. Yeah, so he was run over. Uh, he died. Sure. Uh, because he lost his grasp and he fell beneath the wheels as it turned. So wait, wait, wait. He, he was in a car. What was he doing? No, he was riding between it. He was like on the truck between two tanks. Does that make sense? Where they are like hitched together. So about 11.50 Tuesday night, just before midnight, uh, the tanker driver turned uh, from Mason to Turk Street and the man fell off and was struck. He rolled under it. But here's the worst part. So they found him dead in the middle of the street. He had a San Francisco Giants hat laying next to him. And uh, he must have totally skipped school that day. <laughs> um, so this whole story, they gathered all the information from independent witnesses and the tanker driver never stopped. They don't think that he even knew that he ran over the dude. Yeah, why would a, a big tanker yeah, know he, that like, they're like, oh. He didn't hit anyone. It's not like he saw the guy go under the front of the truck. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like he mm-hmm. just probably kept going. So they're trying to find the guy. But I kind of almost feel bad because if I was driving that tanker, I, don't you think you would rather just not know that you did that? But let me ask you this question. How do they know that this man was riding between the two? Independent uh, witnesses. Oh, 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 okay. So people all saw it. I thought the same thing. Um, But luckily it it says in there that people witnessed it, the whole thing. Um, But if he would have lived, that would have been so badass. (laughs) But if you were the driver, would you, don't you think you would rather just not know that this ever happened? It's kind of like how they put one bullet in all and then all fakes inside the firing squad people you just yeah. don't want to know don't you think actually so? if i was in the firing squad i wouldn't care if what if i was in the firing squad i would want to know if i had the real bullet really yeah i wouldn't care yeah well do they do that actually for the sake of the sanity of the gunmen or so that people don't say like you killed him oh that's a good point i don't know which way that goes it's probably both yeah So anyway, that's an interesting story, but lesson learned, don't drive in between or don't ride in between, uh, the, uh, the, why would he ever, I I thought where you, the story was going to go, the tank blew up or something like that. No. Like, do you think he might, I mean, he had a giant's hat on that doesn't mean that he was homeless, but, or he wasn't homeless, but do you think he could have been like a homeless dude? Just crazy. Yeah. But why did he get on a train and like sing Jimmy crack corn or something? Yeah. <laughs> or, or why not like be like Michael J. Fox and just get like a skateboard and hang onto the bumper? Yeah. Or walk. Yeah. Why not walk? Or just hang out in a subway and give away free hugs. Ooh. What's happening <laughs> to you next week, Joey? Big Magic Castle next week. I have tomorrow, Monday, I'm going to the Magic Castle with uh, Daniel Brewer and friend of the show, Nico Martinez. Oh, awesome. I'm also going to the Magic Castle on the, the weekend coming up with uh, some uh, f- uh, relatives. I'll have to go to a funeral as well uh, for uh, uh, my cousin. I have his gay cousin, Richard. He's a week younger than me. He died? No, oh, but that was his, an awful joke. I'm his sorry. great uncle died. Oh, and no. if you know anything about being Mexican, you know that even though it's the man is not related to me. Right. He is an uncle, a great uncle who is 90 of Richard's. On I'm, I'm related to Richard through his grandmother on his grand. This is the brother of Richard's grandfather. Okay. Who's 90. If I don't go to this fucking funeral, <laughs> I might as well just leave town, which is so funny because – Richard, who never goes anywhere, is not going to be in town. You're not and going? Can, no, I mean, no, Richard. He's not going? 
No, and here's the other thing too. Ooh. I don't know if you know about this. In the family, Richard is Mister Funeral. Like he is like the the funeral master general. Like he gives a speech. Everyone looks forward to his speeches, and he can't go. And these are for his godparents' dad. Oh, so he's really upset. But he really he, he has to he has to speak at a college <laughs> in Chicago. Huh. So um, maybe he can hang out with Ricky and Roger from Foul Monkeys. He should. And, and Tom and Terry. He's actually met Tom and Terry. Anyway, so I have to go to a funeral and two Magic Castle trips. Uh, it's a big uh, – oh, I guess the bathhouse too. It's a big week for me. Good. So you'll have no stories next week. I know. I know. Remember <laughs> last, week, last week I was like, I nothing going on. Yep. And I did half an hour of stories today. Yeah. Um, cool. What are you uh, going on? I, not too much. I'm going to be – we have a live catching up show on Wednesday. So if you're listening to this, make sure you come to Pride 48 dot com on wednesday at 6 p.m pacific pacific 9 p.m eastern we're going to be doing a live catching up and then we'll do an after dark it'll be amazing come listen it should be great uh that's wednesday and then on tuesday i'm doing the uh, dubious intent plus live show filling in for daniel brewer who's going to be with you at the magic or in la no, he's gonna be on his. He's gonna be technically be traveling at that moment. Yeah. Yes. So that's happening. Um. Then just a lot of work shit. That will be Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern on Pride48.com. Dubious Intent Plus. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, just a lot of work shit and what have you. So. I'm gonna for sure be listening to Dubious Intent Plus. I'm actually kind of excited to hear you banter about with Adam Burns, the co-host of Dubious Intent Plus. Cool. Um. All right, Joey. Well, nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike. That's so long. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.